One of the challenges that ECFA accredited churches and ministries face during this COVID-19 crisis is raising resources. Today, our special guests will offer some practical advice. So join us for today's podcast as we welcome our friend and author, Dr. Gary G. Hogue, to get some practical advice for raising resources during and after a pandemic. Pursuing God-honoring responsible stewardship in governance, financial accountability, and fundraising. Welcome to the Excellence in Ministry podcast from ECFA. Hello, everyone. This is Dan Busby, and welcome back to another podcast from ECFA. Today, I welcome my good friend, Gary Hogue. Gary serves as CEO and president of GTP, which has this guiding purpose statement, in obedient service to Jesus Christ, GTP multiplies faithful stewards and mobilizes peer accountability groups to build trust and to grow local giving in God's work. In plain terms, he's helping set up ECFA-type organizations all over the world. It was 10 years ago he co-authored the ECFA press book, The Sower, Redefining the Ministry of Raising Kingdom Resources. He authored three books for ECFA Press that have helped countless ministries integrate their faith with their work on resource development, faithful administration, and biblical governance. Those books are The Sower, The Choice, and The Council. To date, they have been translated into multiple languages and have spread all over the world. So, Gary, welcome back to the ECFA podcast. We are so excited to have you with us. First, tell us about your recent travels. Thanks, Dan. I'm thankful that in God's providence, he had me busy traveling in 10 countries in 10 weeks just prior to the pandemic, including opening up four new countries to peer accountability, Indonesia, El Salvador, Jordan, and Palestine. But I got home on the 4th of March, 2020, just before things started to unravel. Wow, we are so glad you made it home safely. And before we dig into today's topic of raising resources during and after this pandemic, how are churches and ministries doing globally? Thanks for your care and concern, Dan. It's been hard for them in at least three ways. Um, First, survival. Many people are just trying to survive. Basic necessities and even limited bandwidth have made it hard for people to um, navigate this season in places like India. A second area that that I that is a term that I hear in um, the Philippines is social solidarity. We talk about social distancing, but in the Philippines they talk about social solidarity in that they're really focused on how do they help each other because everyone's struggling, and so. While some are trying to survive and others are experiencing uh, social solidarity, really locking arms. Um, the third area is some have lost outside support, and, and those are really hurting in places like Egypt, where ministries that, for example, serve the homeless and poor have relied on outside funding. And with the crisis, that outside funding has dried up. And so it's hard for entities that have relied on outside support to lose it overnight. And so they've had to cease operations. And so my email box fills daily with questions about raising money in these times. 
Well, thanks for that update. And this brings us squarely to our topic for the podcast. Gary, what advice do you have for us about raising resources during and after this pandemic? Well, Dan, uh, thanks for inviting me to do this. And let me give my counsel in three categories that match the roles of your listeners. The first, I want to give advice for ministry fundraisers whose like primary job is resource development. Second, I want to give uh, suggestions for boards who are thinking about this probably more than ever. And third, I want to give a word of advice for CEOs and pastors. How's that sound? Well, that's just right. So tell us, Gary, what's your advice for ministry fundraisers in these times? So first, I want to say that I've actually researched church history to find help from saints who endured plagues in days past. And I have three words of advice for ministry fundraisers. And here's the first one. Pray and avoid people. Now, that sounds really counterintuitive because ministry fundraisers want to be with people. But this expression comes to us from a famous quote by Martin Luther, who said this in his pastoral writings. He said, and I quote, I shall ask God mercifully to protect us. Then I shall fumigate, help purify the air, administer medicine, and take it. I shall avoid places and persons where my presence is not needed in order not to become contaminated and thus perchance infect and pollute others and so cause their death as a result of my negligence, end quote. In other words, Luther practiced prayer and social distancing during the plague in his day, and we get to follow suit as ministry fundraisers. But this is really counterintuitive because we want to be with people. So what this global reset has done is remind us who supplies, and that is God. He's the one who supplies all things richly for our enjoyment and sharing, 1 Timothy 6, 17 to 19. So that's my first word, pray and avoid people. Wow, that is great. Well, thanks for the reminder for our listeners first to pray and act responsibly. So often prayer can be a last resort, and crisis situations can cause us to behave irresponsibly. So what's your second tip? My second tip is to pause and write people. It's not hard to pause because most of us are on lockdown. So let me give more strategic clarity to the two parts of this point. The pause part is to take time for people. The writing part is not first to seek a gift, but just to see how they're doing. I'm hearing reports that people are either still employed and working, or they're actually in hard times. If you write someone and they're hurting, minister to them pastorally. If they're doing well, encourage them to share their stimulus check or to do extra giving to their church and ministries they support. And by the way, Dan, I've also been forwarding the CARES Act news items from ECFA to givers to show them how charitable giving provisions have been expanded in 2020 in this tax year to encourage them to give more generously. Wow, those are great thoughts. Uh, I appreciate the pastoral focus coupled with the strategic support to inform and inspire giving based on the expanded charitable provisions in the CARES Act. Thanks, Dan. Now, let me drill deeper on this part about writing people. Most ministry fundraisers know who their major supporters are. And I, and I say, sure, you need to text and write those people and make the notes personal. But if you serve a larger constituency, while you're at home, 
reach out to the people who are clicking and opening your emails. These people are demonstrating in the data that they're with you. Set up calls with the analytics and, and, and the open rates from your emails and, and do this not just with your major givers, but also with the middle level givers that often get overlooked. These tend to be faithful people who give and they may still be employed and they may be able to help you out with an extra gift. They're showing their support by tracking with you. Pause and write them. Oh, I love those those thoughts, Gary. That's good advice to reaching out to people who are clicking and opening emails. The crisis is an opportunity to engage them. So what's your third word for ministry fundraisers? Now, this one's really counterintuitive, but it's celebrate and unite people. While the world is filled with fear and death seems like it's haunting us, we just observed Easter when Jesus was victorious over sin and death. And so the aim is to unite people in this global reset to deploy their resources to the kingdom of, of our victorious king. I learned this one actually from Cyprian of Carthage, who back in the mid-200s reminded everyone that despite the death around him, they should celebrate the hope we have in Jesus Christ. Now, they use more primitive forms of communication back then, but I'm encouraging people to use social media, use emails that drive people to your website to celebrate and unite people. Tell stories and show pictures on your Facebook or other social media pages that show how God is still at work through the ministry. People are connecting there with each other more than ever. They're spending lots of time scrolling on their social media, and they're going to see and celebrate with you. And in uniting people around the ongoing work of our risen Savior, Jesus Christ, we bring hope. And that's what people need today. They need hope to ease the pain of a lost relative. They need help to remember that the God we serve is bigger than this plague. And all this, Dan, inspires them to shift from hoarding to helping, which is God's desire for us in crisis. So in plain terms, it's giving people a pep talk, reminding them of what's true and to live out their faith for such a time as this. Well, what good words for fundraisers everywhere. So what are you telling boards today, Gary? Well, boards, I, I have two suggestions for boards. And the first one is to discern direction to help the CEO navigate the new normal. Now, if you want your organization to stay true to your purpose, to stay true to your mission, and, and, and you're wrestling with how will that be accomplished in, in, in this world where everything has changed around us, I, I'm telling them to go into the scriptures. For example, I actually have a board meeting this week, Dan, and we will read Habakkuk 2, 1 through 4 in the heart of the meeting. Why? Let me tell you why. I want the board to help me discern direction in how our programs need to change in this changing environment. For example, if everyone reads, after listening to this podcast, if everyone reads the three chapters of Habakkuk in advance of this, of, of the meeting that I'm having, they're going to see that lament for what was broken in the world is what Habakkuk pours out his heart. If you read Habakkuk 1, it's as if Habakkuk is writing today. He starts his, his oracle with, how long, O oh Lord, must I call for help, but you do not listen? And so they're going to see pivotal words, though, in the middle of the book of Habakkuk. 
God gives Habakkuk an answer. He tells him to write down the revelation, to make it plain so the heralds can run with it. In short, I want our board to pray with me regarding what, what we need to do. What are we hearing from God? And then we're going to spend some time in silence, sharing and supplication to share how God may be prompting us to deliver our programs in different delivery systems for the world. Bottom line, we're asking the spirit to speak first in how we discern direction. And we're positioning the spirit to guide us through this crisis. Well, thanks for sharing what you will be doing in your board meeting this week to discern direction. That is so important. Um, Don't miss that, listeners. It's an example of the council, thinking of the council book, of the council model in action. Put scripture reading, silence, sharing, and supplication in the heart of your meetings to discern direction in difficult times. Well, Gary, can you advise any other scriptures for boards to meditate on? Sure. I I would say probably James chapter one may be the best because it deals with both seeking wisdom during times of trial and listening, which is hard for us, before doing. So what's your other advice for boards? So as you discern direction, help the CEO both on the revenue and expense side by asking good questions. And the answer to a crisis is not just raise more money. Now, I, Dan, I love that we've had conversations about the importance of having buffers built into your budget, buffers such as um, planning to raise more revenue than expenses, buffers such as having cash reserves, and buffers such as making sure that you have reserves to make it through a crisis. But what people are thinking in a time, in a season where everything has changed is how has it changed for your organization? And so boards can ask good questions to help the CEO see where expenses maybe can be trimmed, to discern what activities the CEO and staff are going to do to generate revenue, but also to dig deep as board members and give generously as a board. That way you're really helping the CEO both on the revenue and expense side to navigate this new normal. What a good word for boards, Gary. Discern direction because programs will change and ask questions to help both with revenues and expenses and to demonstrate how they can help through generous giving. Okay, what's your final word for CEOs and pastors to raise resources? Dan, this one hits home because I'm a CEO. The temptation in times like this is to speak in terms of how much I need to meet budget in raising funds for the ministry. The same temptation is there for for pastors. What we, that is CEOs and pastors, need to do is we need to jettison that thinking right now. We got to get rid of it. This is not about whether or not we meet the budget. Everything has changed for everyone, so our message needs to change. Our job, and here's my word for CEOs and pastors, our job is to steward change. My advice is to show how we're stewarding change, show what ministry is continuing, what needed to pause, and how giving and ongoing support will help us stay true to our purpose during these uncharted waters, these difficult times. And this has a spiritual side and a strategic side. The spiritual side must remain compassionate and sensitive to the brokenness all around us. The strategic side reminds people that the pursuit of the mission and purpose continues 
and you, you want their ongoing partnership. That may mean you need more funds to pivot online, to provide help for the needy, or to make big shifts in program delivery. Communicate clearly how you're stewarding change and you'll build confidence and deepen their trust. And people will give. They won't give to help you meet budget because their budget had to change and so should yours. Show them how you're stewarding change and how their involvement fits in the new normal and invite them to participate with what they have. And I would gather you may even raise more money in this crisis if you steward change well. Well, what uh, what great advice, steward change. So here's a summary of the advice for raising resources during and after a pandemic. Um, in other words, what I heard you say, Gary, for CEOs and pastors, they need to show how they are stewarding change, which is not asking for a certain amount of money to meet the budget. Boards must discern direction from the spirit and ask good questions to help the CEO with revenues and expenses while continuing to support the work through their giving. And ministry fundraisers should pray and avoid people, pause and write people. And that extends beyond just major givers while celebrating and uniting people around the hope we have in Christ. Those are great words, Gary. Thank you for sharing them. Gary, this has been such a helpful time together. Thanks again for making time to offer this counsel. May God give our listeners wisdom and strength to apply these keen insights. Well, that's all for now. Remember to email your questions or ideas for future episodes of the podcast to podcast at ecfa.org. And we look forward to being with you again soon for another ECFA podcast. <music>